0: hello and welcome to this episode of the j-rod sports pod with me james robson and of course ollie dix so today ollie and i are going to be having a quick look back at the weekend of sports Mainly looking back at the NFL and the NBA because I think it's safe to say there was a big weekend of American sports for us to look back on. So let's jump straight into the conversation that Ollie and I are having from different ends of a phone line this time. So let's jump straight into the conversation that Ollie and I are having about sports this weekend. Right, so Ollie. First takeaway for me this weekend is uh, the the hopes of Kansas City and their fan base for an undefeated season after an after a uh, Super Bowl win has gone out the window because that Raiders team looked pretty good and uh, they seemed to have the Chiefs' number sort of all over the field, didn't they?
1: Yeah, and like it, the uh, any at uh, all points the Raiders look just as likely to score as the. The Chiefs did, um, and you, like a lot of the times that, and we don't see this very often. Like the Chiefs were getting into like long, like second and third downs, um, and that unfortunately for them means that they have to constantly rely on magic from uh, Patrick Mahomes, and unfortunately the the Raiders' defense or this, especially their secondary, seem to have it down pretty well.
0: Yeah, it, it. I mean, it was one of those situations where that Vegas team to me, it, it looked the most settled. It looked like they were the most sort of comfortable and confident in their identity that they have been under John Gruden, and it looked like finally, what are we three years into this? Like it actually looked like John Gruden's team. Um, it, it just looked like they could move the ball when they wanted to. They were in complete control of the game. Uh, and that Kansas City Chiefs team, I don't know whether they came in sort of not respecting their opponent enough, but I think they weren't expecting the uh, the Raiders to be able to move how they were.
1: Yeah, I mean, that Raiders team hadn't won their arrowhead since 2013. So you can understand why they might look at it and go, oh, okay, it might be a, uh, a divisional game, but like it's going to be fine. The thing for me is that, we often talk about Mahomes being quite evasive, but the Raiders got three sacks on Mahomes, which is often unheard of, but this is starting to become a bit of a trend this year that we've seen the Chargers slow the Chiefs down, the Patriots did it as well. Like, Is this like Chiefs' offense, is it fair to say that they're not as potent as perhaps they once were, or are teams now starting to figure them out a little bit?
0: I think they're probably, yeah, I think they probably are starting to be sort of figured out. But then at the same time, I don't think it's time to hit the panic panic button because. Oh, no, yeah, I agree. <laughs> like we've seen so many times that these NFL teams can bounce back from what looks like quite substantial defeats. Uh, it yeah. wasn't, I mean, it wasn't that substantial. It was an eight point loss, you know, 40 to 32. They could still, you know, score a reasonable amount of points. But I think it's just that. You'd be hoping for that Chiefs team to uh, be able to get get one over on the, on the Raiders.
1: Yeah, and it's a surprise to see them give up forty. Um yeah. But uh, Henry Especially Ruggs... Especially
0: the defense that hasn't changed. I mean, the defense hasn't changed that much.
1: No, but that Henry Ruggs, he looks like an absolute baller. Mm. Um. And yeah, I just yeah, incredible. Um. And ha- had himself a day, which is which is great. And that opportunity comes when you have such a good rushing um, group led by by Jacobs.
0: Yeah. Okay, then moving on. The uh, Los Angeles Rams beat the Washington football team thirty to ten, but that wasn't really the story of the game, was it? Because Carl Allen was uh, was taken to the dressing room to assess a head to head contact that he had with jalen ramsey when he uh when he was scrambling for a first down i mean thankfully he came back with with no damage but alex Smith was the um the backup quarterback yesterday and we've spoken about this you know on the podcast before and his amazing story of how two years ago he you know almost lost his leg and his life and now he's back playing NFL football after an amazing recovery. I mean how how great was it to see that happening?
1: Uh, yeah I mean incredible. Um, like you said like w- almost lo- like virtually lost his leg. I mean half of his leg is no longer actually his leg. It's like from other parts of his body and very nearly lost his life and to see him able to be a normal family man is great but actually to take the field is incredible Um, and for me the biggest thing to take away from it all is that you know uh, he got sacked a few times and he got hit a few times and there's a clip of Aaron Donald on the sideline saying that you know mother's leg is strong (laughs) you know (laughs) when when Aaron Donald can say that about your leg you know you're doing all right and and that's reassuring because actually Yeah, like it's great to see for 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 Alex Smith, um, but a worrying game for Washington in in the grand scheme of things.
0: Yeah, I mean, do you think that Alex Smith is now the starter? Uh,
1: No, I think they'll go with Kyle Allen. Um, I think as long as Allen, um, you know, is is fine to play next week, then then he will continue to play, and I think had. Dwayne Haskins um you know his tummy not been upset and not been and he'd have been at the stadium you know I would have been surprised had he not gone in at some point as well because combined Allen and Smith only uh threw for I think it was like 111 yards in the entire yeah. game you know so it's not like this Washington offense was exactly all Dwayne Haskins' fault, and I think yesterday showed for that. No, I agree. Um,
0: I, I, you know the the hilarious. Uh, he sort of slightly poked fun at himself to Alex Smith in his post uh, post match interview, where he just said that he was happy to have his leg attached. And I think um, you know, we've got to echo that as well. You know, he it's just epic to see him back out there and and back playing again because it's a kind of feel good story that everyone needs I think at this at
1: this time oh for sure
0: Uh, okay then moving on to a a team who you know they lost yesterday but it's not their biggest loss uh, when it comes to uh, personnel Um, Atlanta were beaten by a banged up Carolina team I wouldn't say it's full strength uh, by any stretch of the imagination, but they've subsequently fired their head coach, Dan Quinn, and their general manager, Tom Dimitrov. Do you think this is enough to turn things around for Atlanta?
1: Uh, no. I think it needs a wholesale change. I think you need, you almost need to go through the rebuild process. I think you need a different QB in there that isn't still wounded from three or four years ago now I think you need a bit of a culture check um, as to what's going on because I think there are a lot of guys that just seem to be going through the motions weekly um, and and look you know you've seen how Houston Texans are now 1-0 with their new head coach um, and I think Bill O'Brien was a bigger issue than Dan Quinn was, but this fall for the Falcons obviously seems um further than the Texans was
0: yeah do think? I think it's because we were reminded of how good they were, you know every time you look at the Super Bowl I mean we know that the Texans were a seriously good team uh, you know in in recent years, but when you were that close to winning the Super Bowl. Where you are now looks so far away from that. Um, I think I think Matt Ryan will be quarterback of the Atlanta Falcons next year. Just because his contract is too big.
1: Yeah, and and I I agree that unless you move him, he he has to be. But at the moment, you know, there's nothing to say that that's MVP Matt Ryan or even a a quarter of the Matt Ryan that we used to know Um, the only thing and I think they're going about it the right way in in Raheem Morris he was their defensive coordinator has now very specifically been named the interim head coach and I think actually if they can get some form of a platform going with their defence then that's going to put them in good stead moving forward um and yeah, like, because it's their offense isn't bad. If you offered most coaches in the NFL, Matt Ryan at quarterback, Calvin Ridley, Julio Jones, okay, a Todd Gurley is is Gurley the same of, of old? Not sure. He did run for a, rush for over 120 yards at the weekend, so you'd like to maybe think so. But like, that's not a bad group of your four main guys on offense.
0: No, it's not, and I think I think it is. A, it is still an attractive, an attractive place to be coaching. But I think, you know, I'm I'm hoping for Atlanta's sake that that this turns around because I I like Matt Ryan. I think he's he's one of those guys who, you know, has has just kind of gone about his business in the right way. He's not he's not he's very humble. He's not flashy. He's kind of the the kind of player that I like to see, and and. Yeah, I just hope that uh he can get that monkey off his back and actually manage to at least get back to playing a caliber of football that we want to see from him.
1: Yeah, I agree.
0: Okay, then moving on because uh, the 49ers got absolutely pumped yesterday by uh the Miami Fitzmagic Dolphins. Uh they lost uh the 49ers lost 43-17. Jimmy Garoppolo was benched after the first half. Um I mean, Kyle Shanahan and Jimmy Garoppolo both insisted that, you know, he was still shaky on an ankle injury that he picked up in week two and, and they were protecting it because there was no need for him to be out there. He didn't look great, though.
1: No, like a lot of throws that just looked quite wayward. And okay, like they were like trending out of bounds or into empty spaces quite a lot of the times, but like yeah not not even close throws that were a little bit wayward they were quite off and and didn't look like a quarterback that you know led his team to to NFC championship game last year
0: yeah I mean they were in they were in position to be winning the Super Bowl last year and they they, they didn't get it over the line and I think you know we discussed in the preseason that usually it's the it's the team that loses in the super bowl that suffers the biggest hangover not necessarily the team that wins and i think i think it's too early to say that about the 49ers because you know they are 2 and 3 and you can be in a lot worse situations but i think they need to get healthy that's what they need the most because when they get their team back to some full strength then they start becoming formidable but they've just lost so many people.
1: Yeah as well and I think as well they like teams have shown that if you can stop George Kittle you can pretty much stop the 49ers offense. There's no then like there's not much variation to that. There's no like true number 1 wide receiver that like you always have to look out for um, and and like you said that that defense especially is battered and bruised at the moment and uh, they, for the Forty ers to put up forty three points, I think, like, yeah, says a lot, and and I think you just have to accept that in their division at the moment, especially leave this year alone a little bit and then rebuild for next year almost.
0: Yeah, uh, I mean, looking at the Dolphins, I mean, both both the Forty ers and the and the Miami Dolphins are now um, two and three. The Dolphins, I think, I think Fitzmagic just keeps pushing back that point where people start calling for, to a tug of a lower. They just keeps pushing it back and back and back. Like he can't. Like, it, it's kind of the story of Fitzpatrick's career, is that he's too good to not be your starter, but not good enough to be your future. And I think that's a really difficult spot for him to be in.
1: Yeah, no, I agree. I think he'll always be a transition guy. Um, But at the moment, this is the best transition guy for Tua to be behind at the moment. Like when, when Fitzmagic is playing well, that's who you want Tua to be behind. It's when potentially he starts to get into his old habits. He turns the ball over a lot. And then you're like, Ooh, we we don't want Tua sitting behind this guy, you know, and learning from this guy. Um, what I think is big from the past two weeks is that whenever Dolphins players have spoken about it, like, it seems that Tua's going to have to wait a while because they speak as though Fitzpatrick is their guy. You know, like, yeah. it, it's his locker room, he's their leader, and actually, then for you to start playing your rookie quarterback, you're then in a position where it's a bit like, ooh, like, how does this work now? You know, who's our leader? Do we just all get on that bus and just swap straight away? Um, you know, and that's going to be a very interesting situation, unless it's forced through like injury to, to Fitzpatrick or something like that. Whereas, you know, you compare the Bengals and, and Burrow is their leader now. That's yeah. why they had to get rid of Dalton, because if Dalton was still around, then it'd be a bit like, it's a sticky situation, isn't
0: it? Yeah, it is. All right, then, speaking of Andy Dalton, because uh, the Cowboys beat the Giants 37-34, but I think the big headline from this game was uh, Dak Prescott was carted off after a pretty scary-looking uh, injury to his ankle. Yeah, don't uh, recommend
1: team, anyone viewing it. It's very much like foot hanging off the wrong way.
0: Leg pointing in the wrong direction. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the the recovery time by the team is estimated to be between 4 and 6 months. So I mean, what I you know, you couldn't have planned for this kind of thing, but what an amazing signing Andy Dalton has been now because he's now got a chance to kind of reinvent himself in Dallas and get away from what he was thought to be in in Cincinnati
1: yeah for sure and look like it didn't have loads of time in the game you know only threw the ball 11 times but it was nine for 11 <laughs> that's a really good start if you can if he can make sure he doesn't give this ball away too much um, I think he'll be in a hell of a place to I don't know do do the Cowboys move on from Dak next year and go with Dalton to start it's hard to imagine um but it certainly puts Dalton in a position to potentially go somewhere again that's struggling and potentially get himself a starting position
0: yeah, and actually like we've you know we've both been we've both said in the past that we're you know somewhat Andy Dalton fans, and I think this is going to be a really interesting and exciting opportunity for him to you know, have essentially the rest of the season, because if this is, you know, if if he plays well, and Dak can come back. You know, maybe end of January. I, I guess Dak is hoping that the season gets prolonged a bit with COVID, and they keep sort of pushing games back and back, and they use the four-week buffer they've got on the Super Bowl uh, at the end of the year, but. I mean, if if Dak comes back and Andy Dalton's been winning a lot, I think it's hard to go away from the guy who's been winning.
1: Oh yeah, for sure. I I don't think Dak will play another down of football this year. Yeah. I think four months. What's that? Twelfth of February. Yeah. Like that's <laughs> Cowboys are in the Super Bowl, or okay, even if it's four weeks later, you don't. Yeah, you don't expect. Dak to then be football-ready, you know, and contact-ready, potentially. Um, And unfortunately for Dak and potentially the Cowboys, this now means unless they get, you know, they're going to be taking a punt on basically how, what kind of shape Dak's ankle's in. Like, is he going to be as mobile as he was before? Is this the start of a run of a few injuries, you know, to do with his lower body, that just ruins the Cowboys' like next few seasons, like they had with Romo and his shoulder. You yeah. know, it's it's okay. You now have to make a decision where you go. Healthy Dak, yeah, okay, maybe we sign him for the next four years. Mm, slightly healthy Dak is a risk, and you then have to decide whether which which way you're going. You know.
0: Yeah. And then um, on the other on the other side, uh, I mean. <laughs> I hate to be a Giants apologist but they were again they keep coming out of these games close and for me like trying to take a positive out of it you have to take that as a positive like they lost by three points here against the Cowboys team that isn't bad that's got to show at least that Joe Judge is trending in the right direction and they're making the right decisions and that they're creating a culture that they want to
1: Yeah, I mean, the only positive for the Giants at the moment is I think they have the number one draft pick. No, they don't. Why not? Well, the Jets. The Jets are number three. It goes Jets, Atlanta, uh, Giants, Atlanta, Jets, doesn't it?
0: Yeah, but the the Giants are going to accidentally win a game this season. Oh,
1: I meant now. I no, I meant if the season was to stop now. Oh no! Based on all of that, but I mean, like they have a top pick on its way, and and that's a positive. But look, I don't see this Giants team turning it around this year. It's it's pretty awful. Scoring thirty-four points against the Cowboys' defense, actually based on the last three games isn't up to the standard or the average of everybody else you know everyone else has scored over 38 okay great he doesn't uh daniel jones doesn't turn the ball over throws for 200 odd yards but doesn't throw for a touchdown either no Saquon. so i don't expect much to to come from this um this giants offense especially and you know, the defence doesn't seem to be thriving either. Like, it's not like one side of the ball is going well. The only thing you can hope that actually we always say about special teams coaches is that almost they're the best guys for coaching, you know, yeah. like they do the most coaching. So actually, long-term, you'll expect a greater change in the in the Giants.
0: All right, and then the last game that we're going to look at is... Um... The Cleveland Browns, uh, who beat the Colts 32-23. Um, and I think the the stat that we've got to look at here is that from 2015 to 2017, uh, the Browns were four wins and 44 losses. Uh, and this season they are now four wins and one loss. So they're tied for second place in the AFC North with the Ravens. The Steelers are out in front on 4-0. Uh, they're there for the first time, they're, they're 4-0 and for the first time since 1979 when they won a Super Bowl. I mean, this Browns team is serious. Jarvis Landry sort of crawled off the field yesterday with a, an injury that didn't look great. But I think this Browns team is legit.
1: <laughs> you have to put I think there though, don't you? Just to protect yourself? like I'm, you. I
0: mean, I'm not going to go out on a limb and say that they're going to win the Super Bowl. <laughs>
1: No, well, I think they are in ESPN's top 10 favourites based on betting, which is just so wrong. Um, look, <laughs> <laughs> I think it says a lot. They we, We've spoken about this the last two weeks, is that they seem to have some form of formula going of controlling the game through their rush game um, and not letting Baker throw it too much, you know, having some more special plays in their... And it just seems to, you know, create, get, keep that vibe high, doesn't it? And I think actually yeah. it's quite exciting to watch a Browns game now, whereas before it was almost a bit sad. Yeah. Um. Do do you, do you think they make the playoffs?
0: Yeah, I mean, I think starting four and one, I'd, I do think they make the playoffs. Yeah. Um. I wouldn't be surprised if three teams from that division make the playoffs. Wow,
1: so two of them are wild cards, jeez. (laughs) Um, Yeah, but I
0: mean now we've got an extra wild card in there, like it's (laughs) possible and I think actually you look at it, the Browns and the Ravens and the Steelers are all good teams.
1: Yeah, no, for sure, well they're all teams that are playing well, I still wouldn't go as far as saying the Browns are a good team.
0: So you're not putting the Browns in the court, in the playoffs.
1: I think they might, based on their record, get there, but I I still don't think you go. Oh, I am a I'm a like I rely on the on the Browns to get me results when it comes down to it. You know. Yeah. I think this Colts team is still trying to figure itself out, and in arguably a weaker division. I think they'll pro- they have just as much of a chance to like get back there as well if that makes sense like to be 8 and 8 or something like that whereas the Browns actually still need to play the Steelers and the Ravens and yeah. so I think that's where they'll start to get found out a little bit
0: and I think in in that you know it's hard to put a number on it but I think you're going to have to look be looking towards 12 and 4 you know, maybe eleven and five is gonna is gonna win that conference and that's a tall order from any team.
1: Yeah, for sure. And I think like whilst the Steelers are unbeaten at the moment, I, I do think that they are the team that is the team to beat in that division. Even though Baltimore obviously is has been one of the better teams in in football like as of late. I think, you know, they just don't look the same. Um and there's all that speculation about Lamar and his knee and how long that will continue to, to play up. Uh, and, and so, yeah, I think if it's a, if it's a year for the Browns to get going this year, is it?
0: Okay, and then let's turn our attention now to the other major news in the world of American sports, which is that the NBA is finished for the year uh the lakers have won the nba finals lebron's picked up his fourth finals mvp and did so pulling off a triple double in the process 28 points 14 rebounds 10 assists is he the greatest of all time
1: <laughs> uh i i do believe so i think if you were to create a player you would end up creating lebron uh, the IQ is is better than than most players. Almost every player that's ever played the game, um, and and he can do everything. If you were to start a franchise, you would you would pick him, and and statistically, he will go down as the greatest player to ever play the game of basketball. When it comes to all time points, all time assists. You know, he's never missed a game in the playoffs. He's been to the finals ten times. Um, You know, and and I get the Jordan thing is six and zero in the finals, but my thing for that is okay. Like, if you're so great, why did you not get there more? It's great that you got there and you won there, but you know, it that that's for me. And I think yeah, I don't like to. In no way am I putting Jordan down when I say that. I think. Like, they're both so good um, and, and head and shoulders above everybody else. But I think LeBron is that little bit better.
0: Uh,
1: I think this is the difference, though. You know, like, we... I obviously am a little bit younger than you. And this is the era of basketball that I grew up, like, watching. Whereas I think, like, when you were younger... Jordan was still, like, so, so famous and so, like, prominent in basketball?
0: Yeah. Also, I I mean, well, I grew up watching Kobe. And
1: and that's Jordan, isn't it?
0: (laughs) Yeah, Kobe always said that everything that he did was Jordan. Yeah. And so, you know, for me, I'm not i i I can't say that yet about lebron
1: no and and I think that that's okay. I don't I, think when we have these goat conversations, we should try and put one down to lift the other up, like yeah, he's certainly the greatest player of his generation
0: yeah i I think it's uh i mean how lucky have we been that in in certainly in my lifetime we've seen Jordan then to Kobe and then to LeBron. I mean, what an an era to be watching basketball. (laughs) Yeah. But, you know, speaking of that, obviously Miami will be devastated to have lost, but it's got to be positive for them that that they got to where they got. I mean, Jimmy Butler is their guy. They've got a young team, which has to be exciting, you know, looking forward. Do you think this Miami team can turn it into something that lasts long term?
1: I mean, you you have to. You I think you have to think that. I think what you've got is, you know, a group of like you said, young guys that are very young and will only get better. Um, and and boy, do the do the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Chicago Bulls look silly right now? in saying and the '76s as well in saying that you know jimmy was the problem because yeah. like jimmy has has inspired this group he's led this group he's shown them what hard work looks like and the best thing for them now okay eric Spolstra and pat riley knew how to get to this place but now jimmy knows and everyone else knows and so it's going to be so much easier for them now to like know what it takes and how to get there and and they have to go in next year as favourites to come out of the East next year as well
0: yeah I, I think I'd agree with you there um, especially considering I think people are now certainly asking questions um, let's put it like that about the Bucks
1: for sure do you think how well the the Heat played against the Lakers you know how far almost they pushed them even though that was only to six games and the Lakers were so dominant uh Sunday night does that almost put into jeopardy like Janice even more like does it almost you know like how were you how could you not beat this heat team like does it does it put him down a little bit further and have you almost I certainly have almost forgotten about him winning MVP
0: yeah, I think I have I think for me I think this shows how much work he still has to do to turn around what is looking like it's going to be his legacy. Because his legacy at the moment is unbelievable in in the regular season but can't hack it when they get into the playoffs. Yeah. And actually you know even when we were talking then about LeBron and MJ what were we talking about? It was playoff performances, when the chips are down, how are you going to play? For sure. And that's going to be Janice's Achilles heel until he can figure out a way to get over it. And I'm uh, I'm interested to see if he does.
1: Can he get to the finals with the Bucs?
0: Oh, yeah, he, he can. He, like, okay, but, that, but will no, he? No, but that, Buc- that Bucs team was definitely good enough to do it this year.
1: Yeah, because I um, think that, that Heat team will only get better next year. The Celtics will probably only get better next year. You know, Doc River's now at the 76ers. You'll expect them to be better next year as well. Like, the East I, is I slowly think, getting a bit Janus, stronger.
0: I don't think Janice gets there with the Bucs. Really? Yeah.
1: Wow. And that's big. You know, because then it's like, where does he go?
0: Goes to Brooklyn and joins KD and Kyrie.
1: That'd be huge.
0: that's as a Nets fan me saying yeah Uh, (laughs) okay the the last thing to the last thing to mention about the finals um, the Lakers are now tied with the Celtics for the most championships are the Lakers I mean I kind of see the Lakers as the most prominent franchise in NBA history but are they the best are they the greatest
1: Uh, I think so and I think okay the 17 championships is is incredible I think you have to take some of the Celtics ones. I don't know saying with a pinch of salt is a bit harsh, but like I think they won eight straight in the sixties when yeah. you know the standard of basketball was nothing like it is today. Slightly lower. Yes. <laughs> um but I think for me with the Lakers it's you know, you look at all of the retired jerseys there, that every Other than Jordan, perhaps, every NBA great has gone there at some point because that is the franchise to go to. Uh, It's the one with the most legacy. It's the... Yeah, I think it is just the best. Um, And, boy, are they set for the future now. If they can make sure that they re-sign Anthony Davis, you know, this summer or this break uh, for the next four or five years with an ageing LeBron that they're going to be in the best position possible to to potentially win two or three more rings
0: yeah right so thank you very much for listening to that episode of the J-Rod Sports Pod looking back at a packed weekend of sport and the culmination of the NBA season uh, join us tomorrow when we will be looking back at the Eiffel Grand Prix in the ring which saw Lewis Hamilton equal Michael Schumacher's 91 race wins, as ever with our special guest host, Sam Courtie. But until then, make sure that you be a friend and tell a friend about the J-Rod Sports Pod.